Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblr's Century Club by Atwood Magazine, your weekly shot of what's new in music. Remember to follow both Atwood and Tunes and Tumblr's wherever you get your social media fix. I'm your host, Anthony, and this morning I got up, threw open the shades, and quickly shut them again. There's nothing but a big mess of nope out there. So we're coming to you live from our respective plague bunkers with a mini pairing to wash away all the chaos outside. We're also joined all the way from Hawaii by indie pop singer-songwriter Jacob Jeffries, who is laying down a semi-live performance for you lovelies. Stick around to the end of the show to enjoy that little snack. But of course you know that while I'm alone in my room, I'm not alone on the airwaves. I'm joined by a couple of friends in solitary confinement, and they are... Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. Thanks for joining me on yet another Zoom call, guys. I see this as our way of uh, burying Skype week after week. We're all doing our part. (laughs) It's the small victories, really. Yeah. (laughs) A lot has happened since the last time we checked in, so let's make a quick pit stop at the news desk before we jump into it. Ryan, I'm handing you the anchor tie first. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, According to NPR... Australia's New South Wales state is implementing restrictions on high-risk activities, such as singing in choirs and dancing in nightclubs and bars, amid concern of a fresh outbreak of COVID-19 that has spilled over from a neighboring state. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian announced Friday, We absolutely need everybody seated when they are in a venue. No dancing, no singing, no mingling, she said. Berejiklian said weddings and corporate events would be limited to 150 people, while funerals and religious service would be restricted to 100, thwarting any plans for a funeral blowout this summer. That's like Footloose. <laughs> footloose yeah. with higher stakes. And no, where is Kevin Bacon? <laughs> In a Footloose-esque fashion, uh, the new... Uh, that's how I should have framed it, I guess. <laughs> Pedro, what do you got for us? Well, uh, as we sit here in America, still completely uncertain about when anything might start to get better, uh, England is opening up its indoor music venues again, so they're going to get to have indoor concerts. Earlier this month, the UK government announced a £1.57 billion stimulus package set to distribute among set to be distributed among theatres, galleries, museums, and other cultural venues affected by this crisis. Um, and now, Prime Minister Boris Johnson has announced that indoor concerts will be allowed again, starting as early as August 1st. Uh, this will be part of Phase 4 of the five-phase plan to reopen England. Of course, there will be strict guidelines in place, there will be reduced capacities, and everyone will be expected to maintain social distancing while inside these venues. And I certainly hope they can enforce that. Uh, this part of the reopening plan will apply only to England as of right now, and, st- and not the rest of the UK. Um, I think I speak for all of us when I say lucky, uh, and I certainly hope <laughs> I certainly hope this phase of reopening goes well and they can uh, continue to move toward uh, full reopening in the UK. And as for everyone here in the US, put on your fucking mask so we can do fun shit again. <laughs> 
and I'm going to hand it off to Anthony. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a flip side to that. Like, while the UK has been uh, pushing forward, um, we have kind of had our feet in the mud. And that has led to some very sad news for fans of the LA music scene. After decades as a live music venue, the satellite in Silver Lake has turned off their speakers for the last time. The legendary music club closed in March and is going back to its roots as a restaurant. Music clubs, says owner Jeff Wolfram, are the first ones to close and the last ones to reopen. We're trying to reinvent ourselves as a restaurant, so we're not doing live music anymore. Even during the window when bars were allowed to reopen with strict regulations on occupancy, he didn't see a way the club could come back. Between talent costs and reduced income from a projected 75% cut in clientele, Wolfram made the decision that live music couldn't survive and removed the stage last month. And as somebody who has gone to several shows there, I've been to, uh, I saw guest talker, um, who you remember from last season. I saw her perform there. I've seen uh, Powers perform there. I've been to several Dance Yourself Clean dance nights. I am very, very sad. Um, hopefully, Wolfram isn't speaking about live music as an institution, but as we round the bend on four months in isolation, color us unsurprised. Regarding the news, I am perso- personally quoted to, as saying, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. <laughs> but enough about my fear of change. Uh, Ryan, can you please give us something to listen to today? Uh, it would be my pleasure. We are listening to a song from the Aces called My Phone is Trying to Kill Me. A single from their brand new album, Under My Influence, out now on Red Bull Records. A stompy pop banger that laments the pressures of social media and the attachment one can feel to their phones. The song is produced by Zach Skelton and co-written by Justin Tranner, who's worked with Selena Gomez and Ariana Grande. Beautiful. And I have to say, not quite the reprieve from anxiety that I was hoping for, but let's dive into it. Uh, <laughs> Pedro, can you give us a little shot to take the edge off? I can. Uh, real quick, though, that satellite story is so sad. I, I really like that place. Um, Tear shot. Yeah, seriously. But anyway, um, so the shot for this, I'm calling it going dark. Um, sort of like and sort of it's sort of playing on the idea of uh, getting off your phone and sort of disconnecting from all that. Um, and when I was listening to this song and thinking about, you know, uh, what all that kind of means, I started thinking sort of along the lines of like a, a detox uh, from social media and everything that you can find on your phone. So I sort of took that angle with it and decided to go with sort of uh, detoxing ingredients. So this shot is uh, vodka to start, and then it's got lemon ginger and some beet juice in it and then to sort of give it that darkness i'm going with some uh, activated charcoal so that it's just sort of like a, a blackout um basically like what what you would do you know when you when you just want to get off your phone for a while and you're not going to talk to anybody you're sort of going completely dark radio silence so the shot is called going dark and uh, hopefully it'll help cleanse you a little bit man i'm trying to go dark <laughs> <laughs> Same here, but uh, you know how iPhones will send you like your your weekly screen usage. Yeah, um, I am I am Horrible. up six percent from last week to a total of eleven hours and thirty seven minutes per day, which I have to say is probably <laughs> not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel think like it's super uh, judged. By you my should phone. not be looking at that. <laughs> don't you do don't that need, to yourself. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life, Anthony. 
I wake up and it sends it to me. It's like, oh, hey, by the way, did you know that you are an addicted asshole? (laughs) (laughs) You know how many times you looked at me yesterday, you piece of shit? Also, if you open that app, it'll tell you the number of pickups you have. Like every time you pick up your phone, it logs a pickup. That's fucking depressing. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. That's really, really depressing. (laughs) See, that's why I don't look at that. That's why I don't look at that shit. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, let's. If, it, uh, if let's, you pretend it's not sorry. there, it's not happening. That's right. <laughs> um, like our government's response to uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic. Burp, 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 burp. Mm. All right. <laughs> Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. All right. So first, I want to start off and say that I am very, very excited about today. Not that I am not excited to talk to you guys usually. Um, but today we are talking about a band that has been one of my personal favorites for about four years now. Um, I discovered the Aces via Apple Music back in 2016. Um, they have like, it's like Spotify's discovery playlist. They just threw on the song Stuck. And needless to say, since then, they have been stuck on my playlists ever since. I was a huge fan of their first EP. Um and of course that like bled into their first album and so like when they finally came out with this one like i my hype was up um uh but let's uh let's talk about this song in particular i think that this is uh this is an important um uh topic to be talking about right now especially in isolation where our um only lifeline to the outside is our phones it's our internet i mean if we're doing things safely and i think there's an interesting dichotomy here our phones keep us connected in quarantine but they can both exacerbate our technology addiction and also our feeling of isolation um do you guys think there's a way that we can balance that Mm, no (laughs) it's probably not realistic every every app just feels like a portal into anguish and misery. You know, even, <laughs> even the basic utilities, the alarm mm-hmm. clock. Um, <laughs> the alarm clock. The compass. The calculator. The compass <laughs> reminds me where I can't go, all the directions that I can't go in. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, the, 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 rule, the ruler tool reminds me how small my room is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, you can, I guess you could download an app to try and help you regulate your time, but yet you have another, another thing. So I feel like Mm -hmm. the solution is the one posed in the music video for the song, which is figuring out a really dramatic cinematic way to destroy your phone, putting it in a, um, in a toilet, burying it in gravel, um, you know, uh, going on top of Ferris wheel and (laughs) chucking it out, you know? I don't think that one happened in the video. I I was just fantasizing. (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like that's the start of one of those horror movies, you know, where they like try to get rid of the cursed object and it just keeps coming back as soon as they're home. Like Jumanji? Yeah. (laughs) Jumanji is a horror film. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Changed my mind. (laughs) I remember my parents bought me Jumanji. I had never seen the movie. Like they did not allow me to watch like quote scary movies. I wasn't allowed to watch um The Nightmare Before Christmas. The first time I watched it, I was like 22. 
Um, oh, damn. I couldn't see anything rated PG-13. <laughs> I couldn't even watch anything that wasn't Disney Channel or PBS for the longest time. So, oh, like, yeah. I didn't know about Jumanji, except I had read the children's book Jumanji, and mm-hmm. they bought me the Jumanji game, and I flipped out. Like, I was so scared. I'm like, we're going to get trapped in this game, guys. <laughs> like, you trying to get rid of me? Was this at You're 22? Gonna dis- what age? What was that? What age? Yeah, this what was age me was at twenty-two. No, no, no. I was, I was like, I was oh. like uh, ten. <laughs> okay. Come home from college, they're like, Anthony, we're so proud of you. Here's Jumanji. You sound like you uh, grew up in Provo. Hey. Oh. Oh yeah, I, that's a great segue, Ryan, because this <laughs> band is from the most, uh, the most Mormon city in the country, which is Provo, a place mm-hmm. I have been. A place that I went with an ex-girlfriend who was from there. And there's this song on the new record called 801 that's about them being from Provo. And there's this line that goes, growing up in the 801, there's only one club, so we blow it up. And having been to Provo, I can attest that there is only one club, and I found it by accident. Um, It's a speakeasy. Like... I was visiting my uh, ex who had moved there, like to be with her family. And like I was staying at a hotel with her and we didn't have anything to do. We had to go to a state liquor store to get alcohol for the room. And I was finally like, I'm tired of going to burger stands that have like mayo mixed with ketchup. Can we please do something (laughs) else? (laughs) And we found this bar on Yelp. And when we get there, the front of it is a restaurant like you can see through the window there is like tables and they're all set but there's no like host there's no clientele there's no waiters there's no nothing and you go in and like there's a sign pointing you to the back and you go behind a curtain and it's just like this huge speakeasy bar and we had walked in on a drag show and i wish i could remember the name of this place but it's just like we had found the seedy underbelly where like everyone who is is Mormon like goes to like release all of their carnal instincts. <laughs> the seedy and... underbelly where people are normal. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> it was a fun night. And I'm pretty sure that that's what these girls who were like, you know, 18, 19, 20 at the time were going to play their music. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the aces, uh, they are, like Ryan said, they are signed to Red Bull Records, which um, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I really like the way that they run their brand. Everything is about experience or was before quarantine. Um, <laughs> and I signed on to the Aces mailing list and uh, they sent me about three years ago like this thing saying like, that if you want to come see them, just like email us and like we're putting on a show at Rag and Bone in Venice and they will just do things like that. So I got to go to this music showcase where they they had drinks like Red Bull drinks at an open bar um, that were all named after the songs on the EP. And there were just like waiters with hors d'oeuvres. And it was just like music industry people and like fans who read their email. And I love that. Like, that's what I miss most about being out in the world and seeing music. And I'm wondering if we're ever going to see that again. Do you guys have any experiences like that? where just like a very unsu or a very surprising and unexpected, um, music show kind of like stuck in your mind. <laughs> many. The first one that popped into my head though, 
your son's very catered to the audience. Like they had the drinks named after it. It was very uh, accommodating to those in attendance. I have a story of one that was very aggressive toward those in attendance. Um, I saw this group called I saw this group called the Crazy Band. I may have even told the story on the show before, but I saw this group called the Crazy Band at a venue called the Home Room that used to be, I think, in like Westlake MacArthur Park area. And they right when the show started, like the minute the first snare drum hit, um, somebody in the band threw an entire trash can full of LA Weeklies into the crowd. <laughs> oh and yeah. This was like an all this is like a I probably told the story, yeah. Well I'll tell it again. Um and, <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, I was pleasantly I mean, I was pleasantly surprised because I don't think I'd ever been so openly antagonized uh as an audience member before. <laughs> and you hear about like early punk shows that were very confrontational and you know, you see read stuff about sex pistols and then public image limited and then um to actually have like a trash can thrown at you. Um, and then have to try and like move around the dance floor with a bunch of newspaper under you, like a farm animal, was um, <laughs> interesting. Um, you know, takes you out of takes you out of your comfort mindset. Definitely. What about you, Pedro? Do you um, have uh, you ever been antagonized, or maybe just enjoyed yourself? <laughs> <laughs> or, you I know, enjoyed myself. A, or, let me be clear. <laughs> you know, had a good time. Um, yeah, like uh, some of my favorites were like super intimate shows, like with small crowds and tiny little venues. I remember like back in the MySpace days, um, they had this series of shows that they they like partnered up with Chili's. I don't know why Chili's, but they did. And MySpace and Chili's would put on these secret shows in like random places around the country with like huge acts at the time. So. I remember it was, I think it was Mother's Day and I was still living in San Diego and they tell you, they tell you who, I can't remember if they told you who and where like the night before, I think. And I found out it was Maroon 5. They were just, they were like just coming out with their second album. Maroon 5 was playing this tiny little venue called, I think the Epicenter, like in North County, San Diego. And so I hit up my friend Richard and I was like, we got to go like in the morning if we want to get there because it's first come first serve completely free and there's like a limited number of spots. So we went and it was a really good time. I think Kevin Michael opened and he was really great. And then Maroon 5 came out and we were like max like five feet away from them, like from the stage. It was tiny, tiny, tiny. And it was packed. And that was a lot of fun. Um, And then, yeah, there's there's just been like my favorites are just like the tiny tiny venues with like maybe a hundred people max. Um, and I've, I've, I've seen a lot of cool acts and like people that I, I would never would have listened to before. Like, uh, I remember like when I first moved to LA, the, what's that place called? The smell. I think it's called the smell. Oh, yeah. I have never heard of that place. It was the oh, first Anthony. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> is this going to be the new satellite now that the satellite is kaput? No, I, this place they don't has struggled a lot over the years. Yeah, um, they, they don't serve any alcohol. Oh, like it's, ew. A, it's a completely straight edge little venue. But um, it was the first show I went to. Yeah, it was the first show I went to when I moved to L.A. Um, because my cousin, uh, who's uh, his project's called Slime Girls, he was playing there that night. So I got to see him and a couple of people open for him. And that was a really good time. Um, but yeah, th- those are my favorites. Sort of like the tiny, <laughs> unassuming venues that you just sort of when you're there you're like what the fuck am i doing here but then you end up having Mm -hmm. a really good time 
Yeah, that I miss was, a lot of that. That one, the smell was was significant though, and like obviously, not having alcohol is a bummer for us who drink. But it was, I think, important in like one of the only all ages venues in Los Angeles. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it was you know pretty poorly maintained. Maintained like the bathroom was. Um, you know, kind of a horror show in its own yeah, right. Yeah, the bathroom's insane. Um, I, I took, like, pictures of it. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, like, a, almost like an art installation. It's so uh, intense. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, like, had a library and couches and, like, um, lots of bands have come through there. Lots of bands starting out. And um, so, yeah, and I, like, it, it was in, like, a heavily gentrified part of downtown L.A., uh, right near the downtown independent theater mm-hmm. and god yeah i shudder to think what's going on with that venue right now um, yeah. amidst all this it might already be gone i don't know worth checking out that's unfortunate i was having a conversation with somebody who has worked in live music spaces his whole adult life um and you know of course he's been furloughed right now but he's saying that uh, even when we come back from this, there's going to be much more emphasis on remote concerts. Um, you know, Instagram Live or other platforms where you like pay for a ticket and you get the performance in your living room. And while I mm-hmm. think that that has been a lifesaver for a lot of artists and people craving that sort of experience, I don't really think anything can replace the feeling of being 100% pre- present with an artist that you admire. And you can experience that in person. Yeah, I agree with that. No way. Yeah. You can't replicate mm-hmm. the the hope that you feel getting Adam Levine's uh, spit and sweat uh, shook all over <laughs> you being in the front row like Pedro did. And Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't have COVID in it. Um, I'm reminded of when I saw the Aces at Rag and Bone. And this, this is like a very high-end clothing store. You know, mm-hmm. all the jeans are like $300 and they're like, congratulations like because you're here watching the show 15 percent off all jeans i'm like i'm still not paying over 200 bucks for a pair of jeans but oh, they opened six, up the this back 60 dollar the... t-shirt looks great yeah. <laughs> but this place is designed kind of like a garage like they had this giant um door that went up and opened into the back alley and they had to do that in order to get the stage there and i was just up front seeing these girls who at the time were still up and coming like they still only had like 12,000 Instagram followers and just being there and being like, I'm experiencing something that I love so much at this event that is tailored for me to enjoy it. Um, I miss that so much. Red Bull Amen. open yeah. bar. Hmm. Yeah. Far be it for me to like stand a brand, but Red Bull is doing it right in the 21st century. Oh, just hearing that gives me like a headache just from like the sugar <laughs> <laughs> not even because the like you mix a red bull into a drink it's good but jesus the morning after's rough that's true that's uh the story of my 2016 new year's eve in palm springs with <sighs> my dad who kept buying me red bull vodkas even though i asked for one have you had red bull vodka slushies no it's next level oh, trash but it is so fucking good like i was in i think pacific beach the first time i had it uh, in san diego and you can drink them all day you're gonna feel terrible the next day but they're fucking good and i hate myself for it but they are delicious tunes and tumblers fam if you have an artist that you think we should pair with a red bull slushy hit up our dms or (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> comment on Twitter. Let us know, and we will we will do a special Patreon episode for you, <laughs> Drew. Please set up our Patreon. <laughs> We're gonna make Anthony funnel two Red Bull slushies into his mouth. That's true. Stop three. Yes. Stop three on the Too Crazy to Die tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, guys, the clock is breathing down our necks right now, but I want to ask one more question before we transition. There's this line in the song that goes, trying to live in the moment. I check my screen just one more time. So, you know, kind of just being pulled out of that all the time by this piece of technology that's supposedly supposed to connect us. And especially in quarantine, it seems like it's more hard to live in the moment. Mm. How do we live in the moment when every moment feels the same? It sounds like a riddle. <laughs> That's a question for the audience. Please comment. <laughs> um, if you're looking for great fodder for that question, check out the new film Palm Springs on Hulu. Not telling you what it's about because it rewards um, not knowing what it's about, but uh, you might be able to have an answer after watching it, lovelies. <laughs> I've been writing about this a lot on Atwood about this feeling of oppression and how sameness can sort of degrade your mental health and i think like um one thing that i talked to donna missile about last week was um that once you start burning down all of the stuff that you've taken for granted like all of the things in your life that you thought were permanent like that opens up space for new things to happen and it's mm. really uncomfortable like getting rid of the things that aren't serving you is a really difficult thing to do. And I yeah. think like my answer to that is get comfortable with discomfort. Like understand that, you know, it's painful, but there's something on the other side, even if you can't see it. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. There's, there's something, way. there's something to like um, waking up every morning and just being like, well, I can sort of do whatever I want with today. Well, I mean, not whatever I want because I can't go outside, but like there's there's not a whole lot I have to be doing for anyone but myself. So right. what do I want to do today? <laughs> and even be okay knowing that you don't necessarily have to accomplish anything. We're so yeah, goal-oriented that when you take the goals away, it can be scary. I Yeah, exactly. Like, like not, not, not finishing something or maybe not even really doing something sometimes that's good for you also mm -hmm. meditate yeah totally all right guys thank you both for joining me today this has been a really fun conversation is there anything you want to plug before we go same as last week you know so it feels funny keep plugging it but tune into the occurrence kcsb streaming online 8 to 10 p.m every saturday this summer music from the paranormal otherworldly you're on Instagram now too. I, I yeah, there is an Instagram account for the show uh, at the Occurrence Show, so check it out there. I post uh, flyers, playlists, and periodic updates uh, related to the themes of the show. So yeah, fun stuff. And Ryan is finally on Instagram, so that's where you can connect with him. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, you just got outed. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, for me, uh, same thing as last week. Um, Devin Henry and I are blazing ahead on this project. We should have an update out later this week. So I will have full socials and links for where you can read about um, our, our COVID diaries uh, by next episode. But in the meantime, we have on Atwood Magazine a great conversation with the Aces that went live last Friday. That is by our writer, Bailey Less, and it's fantastic if you want to get to know these girls further, because they're all amazing. Any last words, guys, before we, uh, we transition to our final segment? We love you. We do. Go listen to the Aces. They are <laughs> one of my favorites, and I have uh, Katie Henderson, if you're listening, I have a massive crush on you and your guitar playing <laughs> ability. Keep doing your thing. Someone keep reposting this. Make it go viral. She needs to hear this. She does. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us where you get your podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. And before we go, we have another special guest joining us. You may know him from his contribution to the Teen Titans Go to the Movies soundtrack, my superhero movie. He's also given us a few tasty morsels off his forthcoming solo album and Yeho with the singles Long Game, What Army, and my personal favorite, Let You Down. We managed to pull him away from his tropical quarantine getaway in Hawaii to grace us with an exclusive performance for you lovelies. Please join me in toasting the amazing singer, songwriter, composer, and performer, Jacob Jeffries. Cheers. 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 Hello, this is Jacob Jeffries. Thank you so much for having me on this episode, you guys. Tunes and Tumblers. It's an awesome idea, and I'm so honored to be a part of it. Um, lately, I've been drinking a lot of pina coladas because I am on Maui right now with my girlfriend, and her mom just somehow makes pineapples magically appear in the fridge. I think she has them growing in the backyard, but I haven't seen them. So her mom is a fruit magician, and... The fridge always has pineapples in it. So I've been taking those, uh, putting it in the blender with coconut cream, ice, and rum. And I'll even add some bananas sometimes. So we got like a banana, banana colada, banana pina colada. I don't know if I invented that or if that's a thing before. And I really like the way it tastes. For my song, I have a new single out called Long Game. I'm going to do a very different version of that song. The difference between what you're about to hear and the streamable version of the song, I have sampled and am only using sounds from a 1993 keyboard called the Yamaha PSR600 that is just sitting here at my girlfriend's childhood home. So I just started fooling around with the sounds and the beats that come with the keyboard. Just dragged them into my laptop. So here is a... I guess you could say island-inspired experimental version of my newest single, Long Game. <laughs> 